Australia's clash with Afghanistan coming up in about oh, 40 minutes' time or so at the Cricket World Cup. Really looking forward to a great match tonight. Joining us down the line this afternoon to chat a little sport here on the program, particularly when it comes to cricket, is the senior sports writer, a reporter uh, at the West Australian, Glenn Quartermain. Glenn, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you going? Very well. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Did you get up to much today for the Melbourne Cup? Uh, look, I stopped for about 20 minutes to watch uh, <laughs> none of my horses get in, unfortunately, but I've had an OK carnival. But uh, I do love it when um, when a Caulfield Melbourne Cup um, double is produced. It's, it's great for history, so... Um, uh, it was good, nice to watch. It was. Um, now, there's plenty happening in sport, Glenn. Uh, let's go to the cricket. The World Cup, it's on. We're getting to the pointy end, and Australia are looking pretty good. After a shaky start, Adam Zampa has been a big wicket taker, and it looks as though they should really have their absolute best 11 in by the time the finals do come around. How do you think it's all shaping up? I think the way it's shaping up is India is the team to beat, but I think the team they'd least want to play in the final is Australia, and it looks like Australia will finish two and th- two or three. Um, South Africa, that uh, very bad loss uh, to India at the weekend, but um, I think Australia has got all the momentum. India is undefeated and looking really, really sharp. I think India, if you peel it back, it's just got depth everywhere. Um, feels like they've got two or three players to replace every single player in that side. So they're going to take some beating. But interestingly, uh, I was speaking to Adam Gilchrist yesterday about it and how, how India can be beaten at, at home. And he suggested that uh, normally you, you, you'd you want to... Um, you'd really want... You don't want to be facing India's bowlers under lights. They've got the three seamers and a couple of spinners to turn to and perhaps the uh, the idea is to get on the front foot and um, and make some runs, get off to a really good start rather than know your total and chase it down. Mm. So that, that tends to be the trend these days. But uh, Gilly seemed to think that it may, it may be reversed against India in the final. I tend to agree with that. Um, we've seen some great performances uh, with the bat and with the ball, um, Adam Zamp is really, uh, not that we didn't doubt, he had the ability and the talent, but uh, he's really come to the fore this World Cup and I think he very much holds the key for Australia. I'd like to see Mitch Stark's radar improve a little bit. He's produced some great performances in the World Cup, but it's been a little off just lately. And I think we're looking pretty steady in the top order. It's just that middle order that's letting us down a bit. So... Um, Admittedly, they've sort of had haven't had to do too much because that mm. top order has been really, really uh, lusty for Australia. But Mitch Marsh, um, who's had to come home for some personal reasons, uh, hopefully gets back there, and, uh, and um, he'll really strengthen that side. So I think South Africa just wavering. Um, New Zealand's been an interesting watch. Um, I think Australia and India are the two best teams in it. Uh, who knows who's going to get the fourth, but I'll say the Kiwis. So I say India plays New Zealand in one semi, and I think Australia plays South Africa during the other, and it's looking very much like in Australia. India final in front of, front of probably what will be 130,000 people. So, wow, what an experience. And I, I must say, though, it has felt like it's dragged on for about a year, this tournament. It's a very, very long tournament. <laughs> it is, and I think they'll look to change that moving forward. Um Glenn, just a couple more before I do let you go. Uh, the Test Summer, it's not too far away here in Australia. Uh, we have a three-test series against Pakistan starting here in Perth. So what's happening at Optus? They're looking to introduce the West Hill 
um, the West Test Hill to the uh, to yeah, the well, stadium. There's, there's two parts to it. You're quite right in both. Uh, it's the West Test, so they've just looked to rebrand it. Obviously, the Perth Test has lots of way, lost its way a little bit. It used to be one of the great highlights of the summer, but just in recent times, there's been a bit of mucking around with the scheduling. People don't know what date it is, and um, you know, West Indies last summer when they hadn't qualified for the World Cup, and um, you know, they're on the wane and. It was started on a Wednesday, so they've got it all wrong. Anyway, they're looking to looking to get it right. So this test is going to start on a Thursday for a starter. So there, there's a win, but they're rebranding it. So what is what does Perth represent? You know, we know it represents a hard bouncy wicket, but um, I think they've got it right here with this this rebranding of the West Test, giving it its own identity, a bit like. Melbourne has Boxing Day and Sydney has the Pink Test. Well, now we've got the the West Test in Perth. It's a great idea. What they're going to do with that is try and transform part of Optus Stadium, the northwest corner beside the members there, into a grassy area. So it'll be uh, it'll house 500 people. It'll be family friendly. There'll be um, some. Sh- it'll be mainly in shade, which is good because that's one of the problems with with um, you know playing Test cricket in Perth is is you know. It's obviously in the middle of summer. It's very hot. But it is a summer code, so you've got to put up with a bit of that. I love it. I think they're making... It's a bold move, and I think it's something that they had to do. I just hope that they can get a regular time slot. So whether it doesn't really matter when, although I think that having the first test before Christmas makes, you know, um, right now makes a lot of sense. When it's an elongated uh, summer against other teams, as long as it's the same date, so I reckon that pre-Christmas date seems to suit most people here. And as long as you know, uh, you can plan your year around it. I mean, I'm growing up in Melbourne. You just knew Boxing Day. Nah, nah, I'm not doing that because I'm going to the cricket. It's just a part of the rite of passage in Melbourne. And I think we've lost a little bit, a bit of that here. And this this is a really good first step in bringing it back. All right, and uh, Glenn, before I do let you go, what are you working on at the moment for uh, for tomorrow's West? We well, we are working on I'm working on a series uh, next Monday night at Crown Casino. It's a fantastic event uh, put on by Waste and the state government uh, and, and a panel of sports writers, and it's the WA Hall of Champions. So there's going to be uh, quite a few athletes inducted into that, a legend elevated, and then a Herb Earlier medalist named. And so I've been. I've had the great fortune, it's a great part of my job actually, sitting down with people like um, uh, Damon Deletti, the Kookaburra's goalkeeper at three Olympics, um, Priya Cooper, one of the, um, the greatest Paralympian of our time, um, and a host of other people, um, Tony Adamson, a Perth Heat uh, bat- batter, um, uh, and uh, also the West Coast Eagles uh, 1992 team's going to be elevated. So I've, it's been great to sit down and talk to these people this week, and I've been rolling out some big reads on them all, and that'll continue for the rest of the week. Tomorrow in the West is Liz Smiley, so, um, and a bit of news as well, but uh, that's been keeping me pretty busy, I can tell you. All right, we'll get back to it, Glenn, and big thanks to you for stopping by on the show today. Anytime, thanks. Appreciate it. There he goes. Glenn Quartermain here on Sports Drive this afternoon from the West Australian. A big thanks to him for stopping by.